0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Demystified, as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda, and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello, Paul.
1: Hello. Everyone must be sick of us by now.
0: I don't think they are. No. Not already. We need to get
1: some special guests in.
0: (laughs) Well, we're trying. It's just difficult over this separation. But since the world has turned to custard, (laughs) Paul, why don't we talk custards today? Let's talk custard.
1: Awesome. What do you want to know?
0: Well, I'm always... You're
1: driving this ship, lady. (laughs) That's always a bit dangerous.
0: But, no, I was just thinking over the weekend about the times when i'm looking at different recipes and they say use a water bath or they don't or there's different things that you can put into a sous vide machine in little um, jars with lids and i thought well, maybe this is something that you, if you don't have a sous vide specialist uh machine or the or even just the prod Immersion that you put circulator. in that thank you yep. so that's why we have you around paul um not just your sunny personality. <laughs> but, um... On a Monday morning <laughs> at
1: quarter past eight, you can basically get stuffed.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks so much. But back into uh, cooking. Um, and I just wondered, you know, are there, are there definite times when you do need to have something when you're cooking immersed in water or can the steam oven, if you have a steam setting low enough, actually replace that? In all time, or is there a mm. is there a rule, or can you think of anything that will help um, our listeners yeah, okay. out there wow. adapt a recipe from a sous vide into their steam oven?
1: Well, if we go back, well, you've asked about two different topics, really. I oh, think you are <laughs> okay then. Well, let's um, go. I'll so, sit back now. Well, if we specifically talk about custard, and let's talk about, I mean, we've talked about eggs before but egg-based custards which are most there are a few there are a few custards of course that aren't egg-based um and let's start with what I would call is a like traditional and it's probably getting to your point about Bay marie cooking and stuff something like a creme brulee um okay so the reason that you Put something in a bain marie is to help even out the temperature in the oven because when you turn an oven on, your temperature or the heat because heat and temperature are two different things, you can remember that as well.
0: It is Monday morning, Paul. <laughs> the, sure.
1: the heat has is coming from a singular source, either uh surrounding the fan shroud, if you've got a fan forced oven, if you're working on a fan forced or underneath, like at the bottom of your oven or at the top of your oven, there is different heating elements within the oven. And that's where the heat comes from. The point of a bain-marie is so that heat isn't as direct and harsh. So, it and it also assists with keeping at a regular constant temperature because heating in an oven works in like a duty cycle. So it might be on for a minute, off for a minute, on for two minutes, off for two minutes, depending on what's happening in the oven, what volume you've got. A lot of factors coming into play there, how well it's sealed, if it's letting air in, how much air it's letting out. Like There are a lot of factors at play there. So a bain-marie and the idea behind it is to help even out the temperature and make sure that temperature and the heat isn't as direct and as harsh. So, in the case of doing a custard a la creme brulee, which traditionally, and I did for aeons, like I can't even begin to tell you how many creme brulees I've made, um, was always done in a bain-marie at somewhere between sort of 140 and 160 degrees centigrade. Um, Now, why do it in your steam oven? Again, it comes down to, well, can you? Yes. Uh, why? Because egg-based custards, and if we take a stovetop-type custard like a creme anglaise, which is the basis for like an ice cream, um, it you can almost treat it in the same fashion. Custards will set from an egg somewhere around 82 to 87 degrees, somewhere in there depending on the eggs and temperature and various other variables. So why do it in a steam oven? As we've explained before, steam carries heat and temperature eight times more efficiently than dry heat. So it's certainly more efficient, but it's more efficient at carrying the temperature. um, And it's more efficient at a constant temperature. So the Bay Marie example is to help give you consistency in temperature, not only that, but also make sure things don't dry out as well. But it's about consistency in temperature across that entire tray where you've got six brulees, you want a consistent temperature because you don't want the back that is closer to the heating element, let's say, to get cooked before the front. So it's about consistency in temperature. Now, given that steam carries temperature better, it's also more consistent because anything water-based is gonna be more consistent. So your example of sous vide um, is certainly, I mean, that's a water-based cooking medium. And the reason that it works is because water carries temperature with movement better than almost any other element. So it's a really long answer with probably not too many specifics, but nonetheless, egg-based custards, absolutely you can do. Uh, Eggs, we've talked about before, but custards in general, a lot of the recipes that we will do, which are just standalone steam recipes, you'll find are, and there's even savory ones as well, like recently did a Japanese sort of egg-based custard. Um, They're those custard type recipes, so brulee, creme caramel, lychee flan. There's quite a few of them because it is the way to get a perfect custard you want that silky not cooked you know what i mean like you want it cooked but you don't want it baked panna cotta no well panna cotta is different okay so panna cotta is a so the translation of panna cotta is cooked cream um and panna cotta is set 9 times out of 10 with gelatin i did a sort of hack version of a panna cotta in a steam oven um, which I don't think from memory was gelatin-based, but panna cotta's on your stove top and gelatin's your setting agent. There's, I haven't seen many recipes, maybe the hack one that I did, but I haven't seen many recipes with egg. You, you very rarely see egg in panna cotta. So panna cotta's a different beast. Would you call it a custard? I wouldn't. Okay. Well, it hasn't got eggs. Yeah. Custard for me has got eggs. Okay so yeah yeah. so uh, yeah Mm -hmm. Bay Marie cooking um, you know while it I don't think you need it if you're doing if you have a steam oven there you go that's I think I don't think you need to worry about Bay Marie style cooking if you have a steam oven okay because what I mean what other things do you do in a Bay Marie we used to do terrines Mm -hmm. so you know like a, a pork terrine or a chicken terrine or a lot of terrines because they are quite deep um, as in the height of them was quite deep there's a lot of volume in there there's a lot of weight and you didn't want it baked and drying out so you'd use the bay marie to help the oven stay relatively moist but give you consistent temperature um, so terrines are another one where you'd go uh, okay we'll use a bay marie we'll set it nice and low consistent low temperature it's not going to dry out we're not going to end up with a baked meatloaf we're going to end up with all it's almost like poaching really bain marie cooking is almost like poaching except you generally have a container or a pan or something in between the water and your ingredient Um, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like poaching Um, but tureens i've had like super huge success with tureens I mean, terrains are an undertaking. Like, I think they're worth every second. But um, doing a terrain in a, on a steam cycle rather than on a um, regular fan forced conventional in a Bay Marie. Because, you know, I mean, we've talked also a lot about um, the, how steam is quite forgiving as well. And that's exactly the same case. With this, if you're if you're doing your brulee in a bain Marie and your oven's set at 140, 150, um, if it's five minutes too long, scrambled eggs. Yeah, it's really a small window before it goes from good to going in the bin. It's pretty rubbish. So, whereas steam gives you leniency, it gives you it gives you time to make mistakes. Mm. So, yeah, that, and that's the other appealing part of it to me, is being able to go, okay, well, in the case of a brulee, if I'm busy doing something else, or any custard for that matter, if I'm busy doing something else, because the heat is, although it's more efficient, it's a gentler heat, and it holds temperature better, and we're not working at temperatures above, like if we're doing our brulees, we're probably doing them at 80, somewhere between 80 and 85 degrees, We know that that temperature will set that brulee, so it cooks the egg, but it doesn't overcook it. So if we leave it in there a bit too long, it's kind of the similar theory to sous vide. If we leave it in there too long, I mean, eventually, because ovens all have fluctuations in temperature, eventually it may well, but there's less likelihood that five, ten minutes is going to damage it beyond repair. But that, I've got to say, varies a lot amongst other manufacturers, so the ability to control temperature with steam is pretty variable.
0: Okay, so the the more recent oven is is be- is more accurate.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's just like anything. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so yeah, anything that you you've seen done by Marie cooking, and there's I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what we used to do. As a regular, like in the restaurants and stuff. I mean, terrines were certainly one. Um, you know, things like brulees or um, custards in general were another one. Um, but anything that you would do like that, you just need to find what the set temperature is of whatever it is that you're cooking. If it's an egg based custard, it's going to be somewhere between 80 and 90 degrees. It depends on a lot of the other ingredients that you add, but it'll be somewhere in there. So why not set your oven to that? Why try and time it perfectly at 140 degrees, or 150, 160 degrees? You've got to time that bad boy perfectly to pull it out at exactly the right time. Because you've also got carryover heat as well. So when it comes out of the oven, it still continues to heat. So yeah, my theory behind it is, is it's cook at the set temperature, as in the temperature where your custard, in this case, is going to set. So we know our customer's going to set 85, 86, somewhere in there.
0: And that sort of five, 10-minute leeway you, you think would cover off most emergencies, give you a chance to come back, Yeah. turn yeah. off the oven, take it out, if yeah. it was past its time, yeah, without ruining
1: it. But the other thing I want to say is recipes like that are guidelines, yeah? You've got to – there's no perfect recipe. So I've been creating, the, I've been doing the same brulee recipe, which was sort of handed down to me for years and years and years. Um, and 98 times out of 100, it works. But there's always those two those two times out of 100 that it, something goes awry or something's a bit wrong. And it's generally the eggs. Okay. You've got to remember eggs are different in winter than they are in summer.
0: Even if they come out of the fridge.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Eggs are like, the, think about the chickens, yeah? So mm-hmm. egg yolks especially are quite different in the way they react when you're cooking with them, in, especially in winter versus like a, a summer or a spring egg. How so? Um, I don't know the science behind it. And the, like, I don't know that chickens are designed to lay the entire year. Maybe they, oh, we need to get a chicken farmer in here to tell us or an egg farmer in here to tell us. But I don't know. But certainly I've found that um, it can be difficult at times to get, let's say, a recipe that you've had super success with and you do exactly the same thing in winter. It, It might not set or it might not set the same way. It might take a little bit more cooking or a little bit more temperature.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it needs
1: a bit longer. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's... Sometimes you know, so that's why recipes are a guideline. Yeah, that they, they really are. You still need to look at your food, and that's why programs in ovens are difficult. Like, and I'm yes in a oh. position where I actually have to write some of them, and and writing a, a a pre-programmed recipe within an oven, especially for something like an egg-based custard, can be difficult because. Depending on the time of year, it might change. Now, the the result might change. Now, if that happens, and you work for a manufacturer and you've written a program, you want it to be consistent, no matter where it is in the in the world, and no matter what time of year it is. But there are things outside of your control. So, like egg, mm. eggs are different in winter. I'm absolutely convinced about it.
0: Well, maybe we should look around for an egg farmer. But um, interesting, because I've never noticed that. But I do, I do know, and we have brought this up before that with my oven, and I know mine's very different. The programs to what you're writing now. That I lost confidence in it because I don't think at the time my book that came with my oven was written that little uh, pamphlet. It really, I don't think people really understood them as well as they do now. But, you know, when my recipe book says get a packet cake mix and try that, I thought, well, no, not really. But the mm. the times are different. And I've noticed over the years that as my knowledge gets better, that some of the recipes in there, the timing does look wrong. And so I know that the, the books that come out now with some of the more modern ovens are better, but I'm still a bit wary about pro, pre-programmed yeah. because of that.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think... In general, people are trying to write better programs, but nonetheless, I I, the the point being is if you're going to make a, if you're going to take a, let's say, a traditional recipe that uses a bain marie style of cooking, just keep an eye on it. Like, there's not a, it's really difficult because I know everyone wants to just be able to bunk something in the oven and for master Mm. chef quality food to come out. That's not always the way. I mean, a lot of it comes down to, and I've said this before as well, a lot of it comes down to your preparation beforehand. Good preparation beforehand will more likely than not give you a better end result. It's not just what happens. The the cooking part of it in an oven is a much smaller part. It's the preparation before and Mm -hmm. things like resting after and understanding temperature and your knowledge before you actually start and for the brief amount of time that it's in the oven, you don't have any control over what's happening there. It's about the only time that you don't have control. I mean, the only control that you have is being able to adjust the temperature and, and the, depending on what oven function you're using, but you can control the temperature and the oven function, but they're the two things, but you can't control the reaction of the food. Like, I mean, I can't, Tell you how many recipes that we've done and I've written, and a differing result that you'll get from, let's say, starting at room temperature versus fridge cold. Like I've, we've had people say to us, "I oh, can I cook straight from the freezer?" You well, know, we, uh, like you and
0: I have been to a demo where that happened, and yeah, it was a disaster.
1: Yeah, so back to sort of original question around sous vide cooking and and particularly, I mean, seeing as we've titled this, the world's gone to custard, any custard-based recipe is an absolute must try in your steamer and do it on a steam-only function if you ha- if you can. So just, if you can get within five degrees of what the set point is, you'll you'll pretty much get there. Say so brulees, lychee flans, even just doing like little Potted eggs or I mean we that was one well, of the I, first yeah, one, I still things we do did. those. Yeah, yeah, I still do those. Little you know, potted eggs, anything like that. Um, it's really worth having a go.
0: Potted eggs are fantastic, and I think I've said this before that when we've got well, when we used to be able to have people over yeah. and you sort of try to make brekkie for a few people and they're just great. They go into the oven they come out, they look great, they taste great, you've got time to get toast going, coffee going, juice yeah. going, everything else happening, and they're just cooking away nicely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, certainly any sort of S- Bay marie egg-based custard is, yeah, don't change the way you prep it. All you're doing is maybe changing the way you cook it. If you have an oven that gets... Um, Wet, like really wet, might be worth covering it the top. I think originally we covered a yeah, lot of stuff, of now, not so much.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so if you're getting a lot of condensation within your oven that's dripping down onto your custard, that's something to avoid. Because um, water, that water going into, let's say, a, I'm just using a brulee mm. as an example, into a brulee will actually assist in turning it into scrambled eggs. So you don't, you know, what that water going in there. So if you do find that you've got a lot of condensation you your oven, just, just cover it. And generally you can cover it with cling film.
0: I can absolutely attest to that. I used yeah. to be a bit nervous that cling film would uh, somehow melt or stick or something bad would happen, but it doesn't. It's quite
1: Yeah, and we're working at sub-100 degree temperatures mm. generally. Over 100 degrees, yeah, well, who knows.
0: Yeah, but. And,
1: and it's not dry heat. So it's not, ba- we're not baking it. We're just using it as a protective coating. If you're really worried about doing that, then uh, maybe foil is an alternative, but you can't seal foil that well. And the problem with that is, is that if your foil isn't perfectly sealed, water will get underneath it and will build condensation underneath the foil and that condensation will, cause remember you are mm-hmm. applying heat um, and, what you've got in there is steaming so it's going to create its own little bit of steam that will catch that condensation on the top of the foil and then drop down onto you uh, just so, seen,
0: at first to I me mean, uh, it just seemed like I only ever for for as long as I had cling film ever put it on the bench in a cupboard or in the fridge so putting it into the oven was like what
1: yeah but <laughs> I mean people, put, people but, cover stuff and put it in their microwave and that's intense intense uh, power maybe not heat is is not the right word but there is intense amount of power going into mm, that clean film so if it can hold up to that then a little bit of steam at 85 degrees aren't going to hurt it
0: uh, and just uh, to finish off I I also did a recipe i just made some cookies yesterday that uh, we love I've been using this recipe for years and for no the first- samples
1: I see. Thanks for that. Generous. I don't believe someone went home with about a dozen cupcakes the other day. (laughs) Uh, And where's my cookie samples? You know how I feel
0: about uh, bringing food in for you. I'm always a bit nervous. But um, for the first time ever, I actually weighed out, because it's all just a cup of this and a cup of that and a cup of something else. I actually weighed out. And for the first time, because normally I just grab the, the cup and it's all pretty straightforward. But the difference in my cup... Between the flour was way under, the sugar was way like it was just really interesting the difference in my little standard cup measurement between desiccated coconut, plain flour, self raising flour, and sugar.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are some, um,
0: I mean, the flour was out by like 27 grams,
1: yeah. So, so there are some recipes like, um, kind of getting off topic, but um, let's say scones, right? I've watched millions of people make scones before, you know, where I used to live up the bush there. We would have a big country women's association, you know, scone bake-off and all Mm. that sort of stuff. Uh, And these scones were unbeatable. And people would use just like whatever cup they had, but that was the entire cup for measuring the entire recipe. So you'd have two cups of self-raising flour measured in this particular cup, and then you'd have a cup of cream measured in the same particular cup, and then maybe a cup of lemonade measured in the same particular cup. So at least you had consistency, right? Mm. But unless your recipe states you need one cup, one cup, one cup, and that you use all the same cup, it will generally work. But if there's three quarters of a cup and one cup and you have a what's supposedly an accurate three quarters of a cup measure measuring cup and then you have what you think is a cup measuring cup, your recipe's gonna be out.
0: Well I did notice yesterday that That's why I
1: always say like it's just, scales. Yeah. Like digital scales are
0: Well, I did I did digital scales for this recipe for the first time and I must say it came together quicker. And it didn't take me as long to get them onto the onto the sheets. And the recipe says ten to twelve minutes. In the Combi steam oven, eight minutes. No more. Yeah. Like no more. So it makes a big difference in them. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that about custards and
1: Yeah, the world's turned to custard. <laughs> well, but yeah, give custards a go. They're really well, anything good. Anything out yeah, of it. The, yeah. Yeah, any sort of Bay Marie type cooking. I can't like off the top of, I mean, you kind of sprung this on me, we didn't really plan it.
0: Well we never plan any of them before oh, yeah, but, but <laughs> off the
1: top of my head, any sort of Bay Marie style cooking, absolutely. Yeah. And you don't you don't need to, you know. Generally, unless I think of something in the meantime and we might report back to you, but generally there's not much where you can't use your steam oven in place of a Bay Marie.
0: Great. Well thank you for that. No worries. Thanks for listening, guys. See See you take care. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.